0: good morning year five this is mrs Dawes again um i'm going to be reading three chapters today of girl missing starting with chapter 35 on page 239 up to chapter 37 but gosh didn't the book end on a really exciting point last chapter so i'm sure you want to know what happens next i know that i do so let's begin shall we are you ready Chapter 35, Links to a Crime Sonya's lips twisted into a cold, sneering smile. She had changed her appearance again. Huge red curls tumbled heavily around her face, which somehow looked longer and thinner than before. Hi, Lauren, she said. I glanced over at Madsen. She was struggling to sit up, but Sonya Holtwood kept pushing her back down onto the bed. I felt a fury building inside me that completely, completely drowned out my fear. I tried to go to Maddie, but the man gripping my arm twisted it up my back again. I flicked my foot up behind me and jabbed the spiky heel of my boot between his legs. Ah! He roared. He loosened his grip on my arm, just enough for me to pull free. I raced over to Madison and yanked her to her feet. Then I turned, poised on the balls of my feet, looking for a way out of the room. It was at this point that I realised just how hopeless the situation was. We were in the main bedroom in the very deepest part of the boat. It was only a few metres square, with just enough room for a double bed, a closet and a wash basin. A tiny porthole high up on the wall to the left of the bed looked out onto open water. Above the bed was a hatch padlocked from the outside. The only other way out of the room was a door, which a man was standing in front of. He was bent over, clearly in agony from the stab of my high heel. The pulse of satisfaction I felt vanished as he straightened up a look of total fury on his face. He walked towards me, his face, his fist raised. I pushed Madsen behind me as he swung his arm back. I flinched, closing my eyes, waiting for the blow. It didn't come. I looked up. Sonia Holtwood was standing in front of me, her hands on her hips. I told you, Frank, we have to make it look like an accident. No rope burns, no bruises. The boat creaked and rolled. Frank's nostrils flared then he dropped his arm. Fine, he scowled. I'm going to start the engine. He strode out of the room. I could feel Madsen's hand creeping into mine. I squeezed it, never taking my eyes off Sonia Holtwood. She shook her head at me. Sit, she said. What are you going to do with us? I pulled Madsen down next to me on the far side of the bed and tugged the masking tape gently away from her mouth. Well, Sonia said lightly, it's a question of priorities, as in, my priority of not being sent to jail. Madsen huddled up close to me as her body pressed against my side. I felt my phone through my jeans pocket. I looked up at Sonya. What do you mean? I can't be sent to jail if I can't be identified, she went on, and there are only two people who can actually identify me. Me and Jam. I shifted slightly so that Madsen was completely blocking Sonya's view of my pants leg. I reached my fingers into my jeans and felt for the slim edge of the mobile. Outside I could hear Frank's footsteps and the sound of the rope slapping against the deck. Yes, Sonia said, you and that boy. You see, they're after me for kidnapping you. Twice. <laughs> but nothing links me to the first abduction except the second. And nothing links me to the second except you two. I gripped the mobile and began easing it gently out of my pocket. My text didn't seem to bother you, Sonia went on, so I figured the next step was a little witness intimidation. My heart thudded. So the text had been from Sonia, not Shelby after all. The phone was nearly out of my jeans now. I had had to keep her talking so she didn't notice it. How did you know my cell phone number? Sonia grinned. When you trade in identities, hacking into phone company records is um, a piece of pie. The mobile slipped in my sweating fingers. Identities? Sonia nodded. I make new lives for people, for myself too. I can be anyone. No one can track me down. What about Taylor Tarson? I gripped the phone more tightly. And all the paperwork on Sonia Holtwood. Taylor's got nothing on me, Sonia sneered. We've talked, done business, sure, but he only met me once, 11 years ago. Since then I've had a nose job and changed everything about the way I look. I doubt if he could pick me out of a line-up, and I haven't used a Sonia Holtwood identity for years. Like I say, only two people can connect me to the whole thing. I pulled the phone fully out of my jeans just as the engine started to rumble. There wasn't much time. Well, Jam's not here. I turned the phone round in my hand and felt for the tiny raised bump that I knew marked the number five. He'll still be able to identify you. Well, will catch up with him easy enough, Sonia snorted why do you walk off like that? I froze. She'd seen us earlier. And then it all fell into place. The couple I'd seen all muffled up in hats and coats earlier on the marina. That was Sonia and the man Frank. No reason, I said shortly. The boat was moving now. A steady chug, chug, chug. Sonia glanced out of the porthole. I looked down at the phone. Bloody, bloody hell, no signal. I needed to get up on deck now. Madson stiffened beside me. She was staring at the phone. I nudged her, trying to will her to look away. I feel sick. I covered the phone with my hand. I need air. Sonia turned from the porthole. She pointed to the wash basin in the far corner of the room. Use that. Clutching the phone to my stomach, I walked over to the wash basin. I bent over and peered down at the phone, still no signal. I made fake, retching noises into the sink. The phone... The boat was moving faster now. I could feel the bob and swell of it, making the floor under my feet sway. Panic rose in my throat. The further away from shore we got, the less chance there was of getting a signal, even on deck. I still feel ill, I said. Please let me get some air. Stop whining. I stared at the video function on the phone. Okay, so I couldn't dial 911, but maybe I could get Sonia to say where they were taking us and if I could get somehow pass the phone to someone as we got off the boat. It was a long shot, but it was all I could think of. I bent over the sink again and switched the phone to video mode. I pressed record and straightened up, leaving the phone on top of the plug hole. Where are you taking us? I groaned, still clutching my stomach. Shut up! Sonia strode round the bed to the porthole and opened it. Now, now you've got some air. From the rush and slap of the water outsider could tell we were cruising fast but in what direction my tummy hurts too madison said from the bed she curled over it really does for christ's sakes sonia opened the door and yelled down the corridor towards the saloon hurry up frank these kids are driving me mad i looked at madison it was hard to tell if she was faking she was holding her tummy and rocking backwards and forwards on the bed I wanted to go to her, but I didn't dare either take the phone with me or leave it behind in the sink. Sonya moved away from the door, back to Madsen. ''Stop it!'' she yelled. Madsen curled her knees up to her stomach and wailed more loudly. She went on and on, piercing the air with her screams. ''Shut up!'' Sonya's face was purple with fury. Standing with my bank to the sink, I scooped the phone up in my hand and held it against my side. Whoever found it, if anyone did, would need a picture of Sonya, As she said, no one except me and Jam, and now Maddie knew what she looked like. My heart was pumping so hard I thought I might explode. I twisted the phone round, praying that I was holding it at a good angle. Madsen was definitely crying for real now. Sonya had hauled her up and was holding her by the shoulders and shaking her violently. A stream of swear words exploded from her mouth. Stop it she shrieked. Hoping I had enough footage, I slipped the phone back into the sink again and took a step towards the bed. Madison's crime reached hysterical level, and something seemed to snap inside Sonya. Her face hardened and set. She raised her hand. Everything slowed down like it was happening in slow motion. I remember noticing Sonya was wearing thin latex gloves. I could see the long red points of her fingernails through the tips. She drew back her hand, then drove it forward, hard against Madson's cheek. Madson flew across the room, across the bed. Her hand smashed against the raised edge of the bedside shelf. She flopped down, her eyes shut. Silence. Chapter 36 Crash For a second, which lasted a lifetime, I stared at Madsen's limp body. Then time speeded up again. I rushed over to the bed. I brushed the hair off her face. Maddie. Maddie. Her eyelids flickered, but didn't open. I could feel Sonia beside me, breathing heavily. I turned, my hands outstretched, fingers curled over like claws, filled with a rage that came from the pit of my being. Howling, I hurled myself at her. She caught my wrists and pushed me away, but I kept coming, screaming myself, hoarse you coward you bully you evil evil cow sonia was forcing me backwards she was far stronger than me but at that moment i was madder than the lioness she never hurts anyone she's got nothing to do with this sonia finally pushed me away from her i stumbled back against the closet and glared at her panting sonia adjusted her top and smoothed her hair your sister's fine she said look there was a moan from the bed and madison opened her eyes I rushed over to her and stroked her face. It was a ghostly grey-white. Just like still, sweetheart, I said. It's going to be all right. I turned to Sonia, who was watching Madison closely. Fine? Like my parents are fine, I said. "Go into prison for something they didn't do? Sonia shrugged and examined her nails under the latex gloves. Not my fault and not my problem. I barely even spoke to your parents. I can't help it if Tarson's a liar. The door burst open, and Frank strode in. He took one look at Madison, struggling to sit up on the bed and turned on Sonya. What the hell's going on? he shouted. He glared at Sonia. Did you hit the kid? It was an accident. Sonya reddened slightly anyway, I'm paying you to be here. I don't owe you any explanations. Jesus, Frank rolled to his eyes. You practically kill me for going to knock some sense into Team Princess, and you can't even control yourself around the rug rat. Don't have a cow. It'll just look like she banned her head in the crash. No one will realise. What crash? I said. Frank ignored me. I need you outside for this last bit, he said to Sonia. You'll have to lock them in here until we're done. He went out. Sonia followed without looking back. I heard the lock click in the door. The phone! I raced over to the sink. Thank goodness Sonia and Frank had been too busy yelling at each other to spot it. I quickly ran to the porthole which Sonia had opened. Through it, I could see the deck railings and open sea. But even holding the mobile up to the opening, I could get no signal. Where the hell were we? There was a coil of rope wedged up beside the porthole. I shoved the phone behind it. It would be safer there than on me. I could pull it out later. I ran over to Madsen and hugged her. You okay, babe? I peered into her big brown eyes. Madsen gave a slight nod, then winced. My head hurts. She looked all right, but her eyes were a little dazed and her face still deathly white. Carefully, with trembling fingers, I felt for where her head had banged against the shelf. She whimpered slightly as I touched something warm and sticky. I withdrew my hand. The fingertips were stained red. Wiping the blood quickly on my jeans, I smiled at her. You'll be fine, I said. Did I do good pretending, she said. I blinked. You mean the tummy ache? Her mouth crinkled into a little smile. I hugged her again. Good enough to win the Best Actress Oscar, youngest winner ever. Bump! With a sudden jerk, the boat jolted, as both forward to the end of the bed. A screech and scraping noise erupted from the bow. In a split second that followed, I wiped my arms. I wrapped my arms more tightly around Madison. With a crash, the boat rammed against something hard, and we were both flung onto the floor. Chapter 37. Trapped. I landed on my back, Madsen on top of me, and for a few seconds I lay there, winded. The boat was still juddering, though the engine had died. Madsen clung to me, whimpering. What is it, Lauren? What's happening? I think we crashed. The floor under my back was cold and hard. I gently eased Madsen off me and scrambled to my feet. The boat was listing jerkily from one side to the other. I spread my feet apart, trying to keep my balance. Footsteps padded along the corridor towards us. The door clicked, unlocked and swung open. Frank was there. Don't want anyone to find you deliberately locked in, he snarled. He turned and hurried back up the corridor, pulling a wetsuit jacket on over his T-shirt. I dragged Madison after him down the corridor to the saloon. The boat rocked and bucked. I leaned against the walls for balance, cursing my spiky boot heels. Frank was climbing up out of the saloon door. No sign of Sonya. Then I heard her out on deck. "'Give me her cell,' she shouted. "'We've got to leave it here. Don't want anyone tracing it.' "'I haven't got it,' Frank grunted. Sonia swore at him. "'You are supposed to take it off of uh, her as soon as she came on board.' The boat bucked violently. I slipped to the ground, putting my hand out to save myself. The floor felt damp. Oh, God, water was seeping in, up through the floorboards. Lauren, Madsen, was trying to haul me back onto my feet. As I stood up, Frank reappeared on the steps. Where is it? he yelled. Your cell phone. I don't know. It took all my concentration not to look back at the bedroom. I've just left. I dropped it on the marina. Getting onto the boat, it fell into the water. Frank strode over. He shoved his hands in my pockets, then patted roughly down my arms and legs. He did the same to Madsen. It's not on them, he yelled up to Sonia. The boat was moving less violently now. I looked down. Water was swirling at my feet. The toes of my boots were already stained dark brown. Leave it, Sonia snapped. Let's go. Frank walked back to the steps that led up to the saloon door. Madsen huddled closer to me. You can't leave us in here, I shouted. Frank said nothing as he climbed up on deck, the door shut, plunging the saloon into a shadowy gloom. I could hear them outside dragging something heavy across the deck. The water was up to the ankles of my boots now. I pulled Madsen after me, wading towards the steps, and something landed with a dull thud against the saloon door. ''They've wedged something against the door. They want us to drown in here. They want it to look like an accident.'' Panic rose in my throat. I hurled myself up the steps, and the door wouldn't budge. "'Help!' I shrieked. "'Let us out!' I hammered against the door. It was hopeless. I looked back down at Madison. She was reaching up to one of the saloon windows, pulling back the curtain. And through the tiny window, I could see the boat was dangerously low in the water, close to an expanse of flat rock. A black and white pole, topped with two black cones, stood on the middle of the rock, In the fair distance, I could just make out a stretch of sandy beach. What's happening? Madsen's small, scared voice stabbed at me like a knife. It's going to be okay, I said. they would just run us aground with some rocks. The boat's going to sink. We're going to drown. Heart pounding, I looked around the saloon. There were plenty of windows, but they were all too small for us to climb through. The boat gave a sickening lurch backwards. I gripped the grab rail by the steps to stop myself falling off. Madsen slid into the water. Maddie, I yelled. She stood up dripping wet, her face crumpled with fear and misery. I reached out my hand. Come on, Maddie, I urged. Maybe if we both push, we can shift whatever's blocking the door. The floor of the saloon was slanting towards the stern now. Madsen waded towards me. The boat rolled back again sinking even further into the water how long did we have before we sunk completely oh goodness what a terrible situation for the girls to be in well i hope you enjoy your next chapters which will hopefully reveal what happened But until then, it's me saying goodbye and I hope you have a pleasant day, year five. And I hope you enjoyed these chapters. Bye.